Hello and thanks for joining me for the second episode of our two-part overview of what it means to be a member nominated trustee. We're focusing on our PPF Plus transaction with the Nortel Networks UK Pension Plan and I'm lucky to be joined again by Brian Izzard who is both a trustee and a member of the scheme and Don Murray, Head of Origination and Execution in Legal and General's Pension Risk Transfer Team who work closely with Brian and the other trustees while leading the transaction. In the last episode, we spoke to Brian about his role as a member-nominated trustee and what it meant for the members of the plan when Nortel went into administration in 2009. We'll look into more detail at the transaction itself, including the importance of Brian's role as a member-nominated trustee and how the buyout resulted in a great outcome for the plan's members. Dom, can you start us off by summarising the main steps running up to the transaction and touch upon a few of the factors which made it a success? Sure, Paige. So, um, yeah, during during 2018, the, the trustees, along with their professional advisors, uh, conducted a competitive process to choose an insurer who was judged to be, I guess, most suitable to provide benefits to the plan's members based on the assets that the plan had available. Uh, and we were delighted to be selected as as that chosen insurer. Um, the collaboration and, and flexibility shown by all parties involved meant that we, uh, I think, set the new benchmark for PPF Plus transactions, uh, incorporating benefit design and member options before the buyout. Um, so as, as part of the process, um, the trustee was able to offer additional flexibility to many members of the plan, uh, through member option exercises, uh, allowing those members to uh, receive a transfer value or, or reshape their benefits to suit their personal circumstances, giving them greater control over their future pension income. Um, in, in October 2018, the plan entered the transaction with, with Legal and General and formally left PPF assessment. Uh, the, the transaction provided ongoing pension benefits to, to most existing pensioners and dependents uh, and also to, to deferred members who, who elected to secure a future pension uh, from their chosen date of retirement. Uh, as I said, a, a number of deferred members chose to transfer their benefits to, to other arrangements uh, and then some members with smaller pension benefits were able to uh, give up their ongoing pension for, for a one-off lump sum. And I think from my perspective, the, the collaboration and, and the relationship between the trustee, their advisors and, and legal in general was, was crucial to the process. Uh, we were able to discuss solutions openly and, and work through a number of scenarios to ensure that members were presented with a, with a range of options to be able to meet their personal requirements, having lived through what was almost a decade of uncertainty since the, uh, the Nortel insolvency. And Brian, were you able to be part of some of the steps Dom just mentioned? Most of that I was not directly involved with you know, because of the nervousness about conflict of interest, right? Um, but I, but, but, but myself, along with the other um, member-nominated trustees um, and, 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 and our chairman, David Davis, um, I was actually, actually present um, at the beauty parade, if I can call it that, um, when um, you know when, when the potential people actually turned up, and um, uh, and that was that that was actually quite interesting because um, 
myself and the other member nominated trustees there were able to quiz the, the various um, potential companies ab about what I might call um, you know, after sales support, for want of a better word, right? So, I mean, we were particularly keen to understand, you know, uh, have you got a good helpline if I call it up or do I have to wait, do I have to wait to, you know, wait three hours before I actually get to court to get to speak to someone? I mean, all of those things which have become particularly important, um, you know, to people. And in in terms of that, I don't want you to be quite big headed about this, but I have to say, in terms of the assurance, um, it was quite clear to me after that beauty parade where I wanted to be and I ended up where I wanted to be. Well, that's certainly nice to hear. So it sounds like one of the main areas that was important to you and, and the other trustees was the level of member services that the insurers were able to offer post-transaction. Were there any other factors that were considered alongside member services? Price always had to be the absolute key factor. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, uh, but, but OK, there were all of these other concerns as well. I mean, you did mentioned earlier, you know, Dom, about the choices we actually gave members, um, you, know, um, you know, apart from those who could take lump sums, you know, and, and, as I, and as I understood at the time, we didn't have to offer any of that stuff, you know. Um, we didn't off, have to offer them, you know, transfers out. We could have just went straight in and bought a deferred annuity or an annuity for everybody, right? And, and I... And I, and I can't tell you that in terms of what members wanted to do, the fact that we were able to offer um, something that they weren't entitled to um, really, really helped with getting this transaction over the line. Uh, and, and I would certainly say to any, you know, future trustees there, you know, explore the legal possibilities, um, accept the fact that the actual expenditure in dealing with that uh, might be greater than just doing a kind of give us a price for these annuities for these people and so on. Uh, so I thought those choices that you outlined earlier, Dom, were actually quite important. And as part of the original transaction, you put in place an agreement to secure additional benefits for members beyond the pensions that were initially insured. Dom, can you tell us a little bit more about this? So um, I guess, as, as I've mentioned, the the flexibility provided to, to members was the, the, the most significant achievement of, of this transaction uh, and, and probably the feature that separates this from, from other PPF plus transactions. Um, but, but it also introduced complexity from a member perspective. Um, we, we worked closely with the trustees during the transaction process to answer member queries uh, and we provided ongoing support to, to respond to member queries since the transaction. Uh, and, and as you say, uh, in addition, and, and, and as is common with, with, with PPF plus transactions, the trustee didn't have complete certainty in terms of the assets available for the original transaction. So over the period since 2018, uh, the, the plan has continued to receive recoveries from the, the global Nortel insolvency process. Uh, and earlier this year, we, we were very pleased to have announced the, uh, a further £105 million transaction with the plan. Uh, the the follow-up buyout secured additional benefits for, for plan members uh, on terms that were agreed alongside the original transaction. Uh, so another example of, of what can be achieved with a with a collaborative and, and solutions-driven approach. 
but as you say, that's not the end of the journey. Uh, the trustee expects to receive further recoveries uh, and, and we look forward to supporting them with a further top-up transaction uh, ahead of the formal winding up of the plan. Before we close the call today, it'd be really interesting for our listeners to get a bit of advice from both of you in terms of those trustees that are listening that may find themselves, unfortunately, in a similar position. So if I start with Brian, have you got any final thoughts or parting advice to offer? I think I would say stay involved. Yes, it's complicated. Yes, you'll find yourself having to take on board all sorts of stuff that are completely utterly new to you. But but stay with it um, and and do what I've been able to do. As I say, if you're working for the company uh, and you're a trustee, your services will be will be very much needed. Thanks, Brian. And and Dom, do you have any parting advice for our fellow listeners? Um, I mean, I, I, I guess our, our advice for a PPF plus transaction is is, is really no difference to, to any other transaction. And that's that, that preparation is key. Um, trustees need to ensure that they have experienced advisors in place. Uh, and it's really beneficial to engage insurers early and, and, and understand the art of the possible. But you also, as, as Brian said, need the member perspective too. Um, in particular, though, for a PPF plus transaction, every penny counts. Uh, and, and, and as demonstrated by the, the Nortel transaction, uh, establishing a collaborative and flexible and solutions driven approach with the chosen insurer can lead to innovations which which helps the trustee to, to deliver their ultimate ambition, uh, which is to put as much money as possible into, into members pockets. And Brian, one last question um, from me. When your trustee duties aren't keeping you busy, what else are you you're doing in your retirement? <laughs> Moving home at the moment, and that is a pretty tr- a great trauma after 28 years living here, I can assure you one way and another. You don't realise how much stuff you've acquired. Um, so, um, but no, I mean, I've done, I've done other volunteering things. I, I haven't... Um, you know, I worked for Citizens Advice uh, for a number of years during the recovery process, actually, um, and um, uh, and that was that that was pretty rewarding, one way and another. Um, I, I've also worked for Pension Wise, um, and 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 I must admit, in the space of forty minutes, sitting down and sitting down on a on a one on one and talk about their pension pots and so on, uh, and to actually convey to them all sorts of stuff they didn't know in the, in the space of about 40 minutes. That was, that was really quite rewarding. You started off the, the, uh, the, the recording by saying you were an engineer and not a, uh, not a pensions expert, but you're, you're doing quite a good fist of, of being a pensions expert by the, by the sound of things. <laughs> well, um, I, I've I've learnt a lot from our actuary, uh, from the scheme actuary, and I joke with him uh, uh, and I say, "Have I got my level three actuary certificate yet?" It just shows you never. It's never too late to start a new career. And I've got two uh, two under your hat. No, you, you you're absolutely you're absolutely right there. Uh, I mean, uh, um, um, I think if somebody had said to me, you know. When I retired in 2001, as I said, if somebody said to me, you know, guess what, Brian, you, you know, you you will be heavily involved in pensions, you know, for the next, you know, 
for the next damn near 20 years, right? I'd have told them they were out of their mind. Brian, Dom, thank you so much for spending the time today. It's been really interesting to hear how the transaction was approached from a trustee and insurer perspective, the main steps involved, and what were some of the key factors in deciding which insurer to partner with. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast, Institutional Insights, via Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and goodbye.